0: and see. There's a dirty little secret! I've said that if Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her.
1: doing this dumb fool! Open your mouth so I can give you this milk! Open your f***ing mouth, man! I gotta do you like my
2: two-year-old baby!
1: I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. The president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant.
0: And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and it hurts. What? I got some mighty dog food, some kind of s***.
1: Tonight, the little boy is stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea chlamydia.
2: Facebook dug in is a crime.
1: You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that
2: slut. No, this is wrong. Oh, oh my god, look at what you're doing to them. And you know this is Term. This is term. I'm 46 years old. i the reaction
3: of
0: Clint Parker. working the field. That's part of that. <laughs> Senator, I'm a house of-
2: So kiss my black
0: Jeez. <laughs> Welcome to the C.S. Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com, where you can see a video of a guy shooting a fridge full of explosives and almost dies. Joined every morning by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone, game four later this evening on the Cavs floor. Buddy, how you feeling today? Do we have a Cavs reaction? Are we at a half like what? What's uh it,
4: it, the Cavs reaction is always in a it's a raging, constant, it's a constant in life, dude. pain
0: running right down uh,
4: it. Not usually Good uh, for ca- you. Cavs game day uh especially you know playoffs and in particular the finals yeah, I go no I go I go full Cavaliers gear uh today I decided to go a little different I decided to go John Cena style instead. And there's like, a reason
0: why you feel like Cena's got to be called in to help LeBron James. Well, I feel like there's a
4: possibility. But Tag I mean, team champions, dude. John Cena, he lives his life by one credence, by one call, and that's never give up. It's on the I back thought, of the
0: shirt. I thought it was hustle, loyalty, respect. Well,
4: he's got two sayings there. He's got to have multiple shirts. Okay, you know? all right. He's got to. He's got to get a couple oh, of merchandise. Things right, got it. Hey, got you know, it, got but it. dude, never give up is one of John Cena's big things. I, I know. Mean, I know LeBron's a huge WWE fan, and I was like, dude, today. I'm rocking Cena style. Well, how would Cena
0: fleece you, wrestling idiots, out of all of your money with only the one saying? He needs the two sayings.
4: You do need two sayings.
0: Never give up. All right. So you know what? That actually goes into a little bit of what I want to talk to you about. Because you notice how sports is one of these things that just makes people scream at one another. It's like politics, right? Yeah. And so I'm reading a lot of the same. I feel like everything on Facebook says one of two things right now. Okay. You know, real fans didn't give up last year when we were down 3-1. Quit saying it's over. And then you have other people just saying, you know, that it's over. I don't think it's negative. To say to some, I don't think it's negative to go. Well, they're down 0-3. That's tough. No team's ever really done it, and uh, to think that they're not—I don't think it's negative to think they're not going to win it. That might be realistic.
4: Yeah, there's there's obviously the truth lies in the middle there, where you know it, it, it's it's two different things between what you think is going to happen and what you want to happen. Very different things, and and, and I, I think you can believe in both. There, like, dude, I still want the Cavaliers to come back and win these four. Do I think it's going to happen? If I'm being being honest. No, I don't. I don't think that makes me less of a Cavs fan. It's no, just, I'm
0: being honest. It makes you a realistic Cavs fan. My buddy actually got attacked on Twitter yesterday because he was talking about how the Warriors, whether you like them or not, are impressive. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He said the firepower is impressive. And I responded back and I got his back and I said, look, you can hate things that are impressive, right? I don't. I hate tornadoes, but their power is impressive. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, yes. yes. So, no, it doesn't mean just because you find the Warriors' style of play impressive doesn't mean that you've now become a Warriors fan. I said this yesterday on the show. I'm just, we're getting fantastic basketball. Now, we're not getting the better end of it, but we're getting fantastic basketball. Like, you know, the, LeBron James, Kevin Durant are both pretty damn good. And to watch them face off on one another, we're kind of lucky to get that.
4: Yeah, I mean, honestly, as fans, and I, I, I mean, I, I I am a certainly a huge fan of the NBA, but I'm a bigger fan of the Cavaliers. So at the end of the day, I want the Cavs to win rather than have good basketball. But that doesn't negate what you have in front of you, and like, it's just it's 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 that balancing act of like what your expectations are and hopes are as fans, and 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 what is actually happening out there. Like you got to be real with yourself, and there's no like. I don't know. But there's also people, too, who would be, if the Cavs are winning right now, would be celebrating and would be banging their chest. and it's would over. be right. Well, one well, would be like, oh, dude, yeah, dude, I've been with the Cavs all along. But now it's like, oh, they suck. So, like, that's where I get into where I get into, like, some sort of, like, issue with your fandom is that y- you can't just, you can't just, like, throw it away when it's bad. You know what I mean? Like, right. you, you still have to, like, remain loyal to the team. It doesn't mean you have to be blind to the reality of what's going on. Don't have to go to every
0: game. You don't even have to watch every game, but you can't write this up and down wishy-washy stuff. And I, like, I, I've been rallying against this for two years on this program. We have got to push back this narrative that if you win a championship, you're the greatest ever, and if you don't, you're an awful bum. And that's what we've done now. We've, we've, we've moved the narrative into you either win or you're awful, and that's obviously not true.
4: I think that, I think that this, you know, this run of the Cavaliers really from when LeBron came back until now really has kind of shown me a lot of th- what fandom means and kind of what people do in Northeast Ohio and kind of how we all have this weird relationship with our sports teams. Of like, yeah, you live vicariously through them, and like, you want to, you know, support them as much as you want. But I, I, I've i said it for a while now that Northeast Ohio sports fan just has such a loser mentality. It's been really hard for people to shake, and right. really hard for people to accept. Like, all right, you know, when 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 the Browns have been so bad for so long, and the Indians were so bad for so long, and the Cavs are so bad for so long, you just you just accept that as your reality. And then when something changes, you have such a hard time catching up to that. And kind but I of might get hit again. Right. And wrapping your head around that, that like, no, even, even, even if they don't win, it's not the same as them being the worst that they were. It's not the same as them winning 20 games like they did.
0: You're, you're right. Honestly, the fan base treats the Cavaliers right now. Like they're the husband with roses in the waiting room. You know what I mean? Like, like you've been hit your entire life by, by sports and you're worried that you're going to get a hit again. And I just, you, you got to somehow you got to separate your self-esteem from From your city winning championships, yeah, you have to separate those two things, and people have a hard time. And I don't know why. You've had nothing to have self-esteem about in Northeast Ohio ever, nothing ever. I can say that I was born and raised here. There's nothing to be proud of. The Cavaliers are like the first thing we've had in forever, besides the Buckeyes. You know what I mean? So like, if they don't, and by the way, back-to-back championships is tough to do, right?
4: three consecutive runs at a championship is hard to do one championship is hard that, to do yeah. one championship is hard to do it took us 54 years to get here and I'm glad you bring up the Buckeyes and, and, and that's something to kind of say there is that like yeah, you're a Buckeye hater I'm a Buckeye hater dude there's no question about it so I felt like the drought was much more real for me because I didn't have Ohio State championships to celebrate to, to hang
0: on to the vast
4: majority right. of, vast majority of Cleveland sports fans had Ohio State championships to celebrate had that, to, that pride to kind of run with of like yeah that's my team that's my you know, those are my guys out there. Like, I never had that. Yeah,
0: in so, the middle of a bowl game, Phantoms not like, oh, all right, well, I'll be a Buckeye fan tonight. Right. Like, that's r- not happening.
4: Right. And I I, I mean, I guess I, you know, I've, I've spoken about it time and time again. I just feel like, you know, everyone throws around the word, to- the term snowflakes nowadays. And I think it definitely applies to a lot of Northeast Ohio sports fans. Oh, sports
0: fan! I think sports fans in general. But yeah, Northeast Ohio for sure. Yeah, Dotes, totally snowflakey. You guys are all totally snowflakey. You know, I was watching a lot of national sports shows yesterday. No, yeah. know you decided you weren't going to. Not going to i watched them all you know what everybody was talking about what's that what i was talking about first thing yesterday morning lebron to the lakers that's what everybody was talking about on those shows is that well yeah you know what i mean maybe he goes maybe genie bus gets on the phone calls him maybe they lure him away and guys i'm just going to tell you right now lebron james will not end his career as a cavalier he i, I don't see it i said yesterday yeah, i think he will but leave it open for an option maybe he leaves i'm starting to change my opinion i think lebron james leaves the cavaliers Resolve yourself to it now. Resolve yourself to it now. That way, when it happens, you're not out in the street burning jerseys, calling him la bitch, and all this other stuff. Because when he walks out of here, he's still going to be the greatest player in the history of the world, at least right now. He's still going to be the greatest player in the world when he leaves right now.
4: Certainly the greatest player in the history of the Cavaliers, arguably the greatest player in the history of Cleveland sports. Just Um, start
0: start building that wall around yourself now, because I think it's going to happen. I I disagree with you. I
4: I do not think that happens. I think LeBron retires a Cavalier. I think he stays with the team until he decides to call it quits. um, but, I mean, of course, I think anybody's an idiot to say, well, dude, never. It's never going to happen. Can't I mean, say never.
0: Right. Especially with an all-time great. People are going to build things for him and say, well, what about this? And you didn't think about this. What if we do this for you? And But y- y- you got to remember there
4: that along with that comes the, well, it's an all-time great. And, well, we're just going to have to fill these minutes on a sports show. And, well, dude, of course, we're going to say going to the Lakers.
0: That's totally fair. That's totally fair. Another thing people were talking about was Paul George coming to the Cavaliers. Now, I'm with you. I'm not sure that that gets you past the Warriors. And if you start making splash moves and then you don't win, again, these all things will be indictments on his legacy. That's not fair, but it's the reality.
4: Well, and whether it's fair or not, though, you've they, they, they you got to do something. Right. Like you you can't, can't stay stagnant. Right. You can't just be like, well, it'll be less of an indictment if I just keep the team that I have together. Of course, that's not that's not even an option. So, like, you're going to have to make moves, and whether they're splash moves or whether they work and and, and whether they're, you know, Paul George or Dwayne Wade or 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 Anthony Davis or whoever they want to be able to bring in here, there's going to, there, there's going to be like uncertainty and like, well, we're in uncharted territories here. So you got to do something. You can't just sit idly by and be like, well, maybe this team will beat the Warriors next year. No. I mean, obviously Golden right. State and, and Draymond, not Green, Draymond Green. They're only going to get better. Draymond Green talked about this when they lost game seven and how he called Kevin Durant and talked about how like, yo, dude, you got to come to this team. We need you on this team. They made a move. Cavs didn't. Cavs, your move now. you, you, you got to do something.
0: You know what Dustin says? What is that? The Browns are becoming a superpower <laughs> right at the right time. <laughs> right at the right time. I told you, nobody believes in the Browns more than that guy. Nobody. Honestly, it almost makes me want to drive him to a hospital and have his head checked out. <laughs> I feel like Dustin might be the only person to have more concussions than a Browns quarterback. We'll be right back with more Sayersbury Show. Hang Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. I am actually hungry right now. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm, oh, oh. I'm starving right now, to be honest. I need some food. Although in a little while, isn't uh, I believe our front desk lady, it's, it's well, it is Friday, so I should yeah. be getting donuts soon. Yeah. They should be here soon. Linda brings in donuts, thank the dear Lord. Yeah, I would assume about
4: 8.15, 8.30, she'll, uh, she'll be coming on down with the donuts. I'm starving.
0: I did get my weekend back though. I was supposed to work later this evening at the Agora, but my artist that uh, that I was who show I was working. Little Uzi Vert of all people. Ah, yeah, he was Uzi Vert. Uh, he was scheduled to perform in the theater, and he's postponed his show. I got uh, I got the text message yesterday, so I got my Friday night back. Well, There you go. Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Probably go to bed early. I was
4: gonna say <laughs> sit up watching Little Uzi Vert videos all night on YouTube. What are you? What are you gonna Wild night,
0: in. Wild night, Ed. I just posted this story for you up at wrqk.com, and I can't for the life of me make sense of it a British grandmother got tired of people like whizzing by her house, like speeding by her house. Yeah. So she goes out to the backyard, which I guess faces the road there. And she took out a hairdryer and is pointing it at people. So they assume then what they're seeing is a radar gun. Now I've seen cops outside of like the cruiser, Like, open the door, kind of stand behind the door, and kind of, like, you know, use that for a shield or whatever, and then point the, you know, the radar gun. So I've seen that, but I've never seen him stand in a backyard. So, like, don't I know that this isn't...
4: Wearing like a wearing like a muumuu, standing there with uh, with a hair dryer. That's ridiculous.
0: Who on earth would think Dude, that? With that muumuu and arm fat, grandma <laughs> might be able to get it. No, stop it. Stop she it. might be able to get stop it.
4: it. Stop it. Stop it. Um, but why on earth would anybody think that? that- Wouldn't be able to get it erect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but she might be able to get it.
4: Why would that be a deterrent to anyone?
0: Yeah, I don't really get that why she thought that this was going to work.
4: Now, I I mean, I completely understand the frustration of people whizzing by your house. If you live in a residential, you have kids out at summertime, dude, I understand that. Yeah, you got
0: a kid in a big wheel, one kid gets hit by a car, that's too many.
4: Right, and and, and, and even like doing a, I know some people put like signs in their front yards, like slow down, we love our kids or whatever, but like, why would grandma, number one, you're not a cop, number two, that's a hair dryer, number three, if you were a cop with a radar gun, you don't have a car in the backyard, like what are you? Right, how do you think that this was going to work and obviously i mean you know this is a bit of a stretch here but like if i'm driving by and i see somebody standing in their backyard with what looks like a gun to me how does that not like a oh my god i didn't even think if of that I, like if i were to you know if i'm driving by i see somebody pointing a gun at me can i shoot back at them right that's a great that dude, that's a great point. Especially if it was like a young black kid, right? I mean, that would, I could see that happening in Florida right now. You know, some little black kid standing in the backyard trying to slow down because his brother almost got hit, and then he gets shot because you know
0: assumptions get made. Wow, I didn't even think of that. But yeah, that could happen for sure. It could for sure. It could. You know, I, I those radar guns that cops use. I was I'm very curious about how that stuff works. I. I, I I have no idea how it works. But the reason why I bring that up is I, I was driving on 77 yesterday, mm-hmm. and I was heading up north for a minute, and a guy like, came screaming up on the ass end of my car yesterday. And there was like, traffic across all three lanes, so I couldn't really go anywhere. So I was like, dude, what do you want me to do? Like, right. There's a car right there, a car right here. What, what do you want me to do? Right. Driving faster up against me isn't going to make anything happen for you, right? So finally, I get like a space. And I move and he gets in the fast lane and he just like barrels right by me. And I look up ahead in the field and sure enough, state trooper nice. right there. And I was like, Oh my God, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna to get to see somebody who just pissed me off in traffic, get their get their just due. This is gonna be amazing. He screams past the cop, cop never moves. So, either he wasn't clocking radar or sleep at the thing, or there wasn't even a cop in the car. Sometimes they do that. Right. And so, I was just like, damn it. Like, there's a moment in time where I thought I was going to get justice, and I got no justice, and I was upset.
4: Um, I mean, obviously a speeding car, it's cops discretion on whether they stopped them or not. But yeah, I figured that would have happened for you, buddy. Sorry, you missed No, The out. guy
0: was doing like 90. That's not cop. discretion. Okay. So it wasn't no. like,
4: it wasn't like this guy got up to 73. Okay. He wasn't
0: doing 70. Okay. This guy, okay. I mean, dude, he was doing like 90. And then on my way home last night, as a matter of fact, I got right up to right by mercy and a guy in a Kia. Almost like rear-ended me as he was trying to like, I was in the middle lane and he was trying to like speed up and then cut a semi off to get off right there with 12th Street right there. And he like cut a semi off and he, dude, the guy almost like smashed into the back end of my car just to get home. Like guys, what's waiting for you at your house? Your wife and kids and homework you don't understand? (laughs) What the hell are you worried about? What the hell are you trying to get there so fast for? You're going to have to Google the answers anyway. Stay on the freeway. You're going to be fine. More Stan'sbury Show and Rhythm and bruise tickets on the way next. Hang on. (laughs)
4: The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9
0: Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9 We have a pair of Rhythm and bruise tickets That's going down on the 22nd at the Canton Cultural Center We'll get you hooked up here shortly 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those You know, I was saying before the break I um, I got called off of my shift, my bartending shift later in this evening and I don't have anything to do And my buddy hit me, I was like, you know, it's Canton Blues Fest Ah, yes it is Yeah, you know, that's walking distance from the house Your boy might drink outside today it's gonna oh, be nice. Not to, yeah. It's gonna be warm. It's gonna be warm, nice, sunny. Good blues music going on. Doesn't sound like a terrible idea, to be honest.
4: I'm gonna make the assumption there will be at least some sort of like food trucks down there. There'll be like at, at the very least, like you know, I would think. Yeah, those um, I don't want to say like fair booths, but like there will be somebody slinging corn dogs out of a deep fryer for you. So okay, yeah.
0: D- don't just promise me things that you don't know. <laughs> like, a dude, I'm telling you, you can't get me all like riled up about corn dogs and then not give me one. God, I am so hungry right now. By the way, do like, you ever get so hungry you feel like you're gonna like throw up a little bit? Right, like that's how I feel right now. Jeez, dude, yeah, I gotta yeah, eat some. You
4: got no snacks here. You got no nothing here. I
0: got raisin bran, but I eat
4: it five days a week, and I'm tired of it. Well, then, hey, what do you what what's what's your issue here? Are you more hungry, or are you more sick of raisin bran? I don't know, Dad.
0: I don't <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it.
4: <laughs> Dear God, Stan's very angry
0: right now. I am. I am, and you're the only one in this room, buddy, so I would be careful about it, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I have the most Florida story ever here. Okay. A guy uh, wanted to go to the bar. All right. Wanted to go get something to eat. Yeah. Was looking to go to Hooters. Oh,
4: dude, there it is. Hooters right there. Most Florida thing ever. He was
0: looking to go to Hooters, so he called 911 for a ride. Okay. Florida man was charged with misusing the 911 system when he called asking for a ride from sheriff's deputies to the local Hooters. Jonathan Clayton Inkle, 28, allegedly told the dispatchers that his elderly grandmother was finishing her shift at the Hoot. No, I'm kidding. Was <laughs> suffering from a stroke in the Hooters parking lot in Merritt Island, and he needed to get there to assist her. He then said he was running to the eatery as fast as he could, but asked if a patrol car could dispatch to give him a lift. He is, uh, he's been accused of, uh, well, abusing the 911 system, he's going to do some time in jail. Deputies gave him a lift, but then were unable to locate the grandmother anywhere near the Hooters. When they finally found her three hours later, she told deputies that she had been in, not had been in any distress, and hadn't called him for any help whatsoever. They tracked him down, arrested him, and the department said they will seek restitution of $222 Jeez. for the
4: wasted manpower. Understandable there. You can't just be using, you know, the police department as your own person personal Uber there.
0: Should be should be important uh, should uh, point this out to you as he has numerous prior arrests for burglary and parole violations, couple of neck tattoos.
4: Now aren't most people like that? And I mean people with a an extensive record and some neck tattoos and living in Florida, aren't you much more likely to be like, dude, I want to stay away from the cops under any circumstances? Yes.
0: Yeah, so what was this guy thinking? Like Dave Chappelle said, that's a waste of weed. <laughs> Talking <of> to <the> cops is <laughs> a waste of weed. Does uh, dude? I'm being told. See, this is why you can't promise me stuff. What is that? Food and beer trucks not allowed at Canton Blues Fest. Nothing. But the Dora Cups will be obviously okay. the downtown All outdoor right. refreshment area. You can drink All outside, right. but no corn dogs. <laughs> so guess who's going to get me a corn dog? You better get your ass to Giant Eagle Encore. Somebody makes corn dogs, and you're bringing me one. Former FBI director. James Comey sat in front of the Senate hearing yesterday. We have a little audio. We'll run that down for you next on The Sandsbury Show. The Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I posted this story online about this grandma was in her backyard and she took a hairdryer and was pointing it at speeding cars so they would stop speeding down her street. And I said, I would not advise you pointing things that at a distance look like a weapon at passing cars. And the guy writes it to me and goes, what? It's only okay when cops do it? Yeah, it's only okay when cops use radar guns. Yes, Yes, that's the statement I'm making, Steve, that it's only okay that official (laughs) cops take radar. (laughs) What an idiot I happen to be this morning unbelievable dude like there's just some people who just hate cops right. and you know what that is you did something shady once upon a time a cop caught you doing it and you're blaming the cop for your activities instead of going you know what i need to take ownership of my bs and my problems and it wasn't the cop's fault like you notice i always say this i didn't blame the cop when i got when i got pulled over and arrested for DUI. It wasn't like, man, that cop was kind of being a dick. No, I was kind of being an idiot doing something that I knew was illegal, chose to do it anyway, and then paid the price. It's only okay when cops do it? Yes, yeah, yes, I mean- it is. It is only okay when cops take radar. Good God. All right, I'm a little hungry. Sorry, Steve. I gotta, <laughs> you know what I mean? Your boy might need his Snickers. I don't know what's going on. I might need more than that. Fantone got me all hopped up on corn dogs, like, <laughs> and now there's no corn dog to be had anywhere, and I'm, I'm just, I'm a little distracted. Yesterday, and this was an interesting thing yesterday, James Comey testifying before the Senate, because I saw so many people like talking about watching this, where I was like, you know what, say whatever you want right now about our leadership it is it does seem to be pulling more people into paying attention to what's going on and so you could make the argument that maybe everything else is worth it i don't know but you can make the argument that maybe if the byproduct of what is happening out of the white house right now is is that we end up with a much more informed nation or society engaged maybe is that the worst trade off
4: my concern there is that, in, in, in the words you use, kind of paint the picture for me. Is that is it going to be a more informed society or is it going to be a more engaged society? Because those I are fe- different. I feel like at this point, there's plenty of people out there who are hearing things their own way, who are viewing things their own way, and it doesn't matter what truly happens, you're going to interpret it the way that you want to interpret it. Well, that, I don't and, know if
0: that's a good thing. And that's exactly what happened yesterday too. Because if you if you go and read your friends' Facebook pages. No matter what side of the aisle they're on, everybody thinks they won yesterday with this Comey hearing. Yeah. So let me lay this out for you in a way, and it's very simple, the way we can all understand it. Nobody wins when the FBI, when a former FBI director has to face the Senate and talk about whether or not a president lied. Nobody's winning there. We're yeah. all losing there. Yeah. Your side didn't win. We're all being screwed when stuff like that happens. We have a little audio of James Comey talking to the Senate yesterday, testifying, I should say, because that's what happened. Let's take a listen to that.
3: Although the law required no reason at all to fire an FBI director, the administration then chose to defame me and, more importantly, the FBI by saying that the organization was in disarray, that it was poorly led, that the workforce had lost confidence in its leader. Those were lies, plain and simple. What was it about that meeting that led you to determine that you needed to start putting down a written record? A combination of things. I think the circumstances, the subject matter, and the person I was interacting with. The President. Circumstances. Right. First, I was right. alone with the President of the United States, or the President-elect, soon to be President. The subject matter, I was talking about matters that touch on the FBI's core responsibility and that relate to the president, President-elect personally, and then the nature of the person. I was honestly concerned that he might lie about the nature of our meeting. Think about what he just said there.
0: Think about that. I was concerned he may lie about the nature of our meeting. Now, I'm sure that's been true of other people, and I'm sure it's been true of other presidents. I'm sure people have been worried about it. But just hearing that, that the FBI director was worried that the president would go out there and lie about the meeting that they had. I don't know. That just didn't sit well with me.
3: And so I thought it really important to document. In his interview with Lester Holt on NBC, the president said, I had dinner with him. He wanted to have dinner because he wanted to stay on. Is this an accurate statement? No, sir. Did you in any way initiate that dinner? No. And in his press conference on May 18th, the president was asked whether he had urged you to shut down the investigation into Michael Flynn. The president responded, quote, no, no. Next question. Is that an accurate statement? I don't believe it is. At the culmination of all these events, you're summarily fired without any explanation or anything else. Well, there was an explanation. I just don't buy it.
0: So Trump up this morning. Sorry. President Trump up early this morning, already on Twitter, despite so many false statements and lies, total and complete vindication, and wow, Comey is a leaker. See, that's just that's taking away what you want to take away from that. Because if I go and look from the left, they're all talking about how yesterday was a huge victory for them. Should be pointed out, both the left and the right wanted Comey fired. Different reasons, but they both wanted him fired. Now he is fired. I mean, had said multiple times yesterday that he wanted to keep a written like log of conversations that he had with trump something he did not feel he needed to do with president obama or 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 president bush it's important to point that out the guy served three presidents two parties is a republican felt like he needed to keep documents on the meetings that he had with donald trump did not feel like he needed to do that with two presidents before that now am i making too much of that or is that alarming
4: I I certainly think that's alarming. I mean, one of these two guys is lying. And, you know, former FBI director James Comey was under oath yesterday. So by Trump saying that there are all these lies, I mean, he's accusing him of perjury, which is a felony. I mean, like, which is like a big effing deal. So, like, somewhere along the line, something's going to have to give here. It's not good. And I'm sorry, but I'm a little bit more inclined to believe somebody who is meticulous about taking notes. Somebody who is like, hey, I understand the, the severity of the situation around me, and therefore I'm responding to it, as opposed to somebody who's just thumbing out tweets. Yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: I'm more inclined to believe James Comey right now. If... If more information comes out that moves me the other way, then that's one thing. Again, I don't dig my heels in and just refuse to move. But watching it yesterday and I did, I watched like, well, I can't say all of it, obviously it was like six, seven hours long, something like that. But I sat at my desk yesterday after the show and I watched a lot of it. And he came off like somebody who was telling the truth to me. No, I'm not an expert in that. Okay? I don't you know, I haven't been trained in finding out whether or not people are lying or not.
4: Uh, but we're, like I said, worth noting that like he's under oath at this point. It's not an interview with Lester Holt. It's not Twitter. It's not anything like that. I mean, this is a a a a, a Senate hearing. Like I, I, when you when you start saying that you're lying in that, you're accusing him of perjury.
0: You know, people are bringing up killery again now in this. Jesus, it doesn't dude. matter. She's not president that's why i'm not focusing on hillary clinton right now i know that there were issues with her emails and he had said some things to people about this and that fine donald trump is president though that's what i have to concern myself with i don't even know what hillary clinton's doing day in day out now because nobody cares what she's doing day in and day out right now because she's not running the country you got what you wanted you got what you wanted. She's not running. She's not running the country. Why are we still focused? Donald Trump still, dude. President Trump still deals with her. Still brings her up in tweets and stuff. Why? You got what you wanted. You won. Why are we looking backwards at Hillary Clinton? She was a loser that couldn't get it done against the grab him by the vagina guy. If, dude, that's why, dude. Nobody should ever mention that woman's name ever, 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 ever again. She couldn't beat the grab him by the vagina guy
4: here as as a as a as a, a left winger as a libtard i'll come out and say it a terrible candidate that ran a terrible campaign you feel better now what more do you want dude, dude lock her up fine dude throw her in jail fine everything you're saying about her is wow, right Wow, look how
0: biased we are right
4: dude throw her look in jail Look how biased lock we are lock her up bury her under the barrier under the under the prison fine that's okay all right so you made your point but that doesn't change the facts of yesterday
0: here's the thing i think all politicians lie my problem is, and people are going to get really upset when I say this, is that I believe that, uh, that previous people in government were intelligent enough to craft lies. Lied a little better, that. Th- that lie. Where I think Donald Trump just doesn't know stuff that he's not allowed to do, and he does stuff he thinks the president's allowed to do that they're, they're, not, that they're not. That's my issue.
4: Paul Ryan kind of made that point yesterday in the press conference. He didn't
0: know that the FBI didn't directly report to him.
4: He, he, made, he made the point of like, well, you know, he's new to this. That's ridiculous, dude. What, what is the learning curve for the president? Zero. You don't get a learning curve. You don't get a, oh, hey, here's a little bit of time. It's not like you're an entry-level employee where it's like, ah, dude, he'll learn as he goes, and dude, if he messes up a Subway sandwich, we're all going to
0: move on with our lives. It's goddamn president, dude. It's one of those jobs you can only really know how to do it after doing it. I, I believe there's no way to really get you prepped for it until you're in it, because guess what? We don't let you know everything the president does, because you're going to have to you know what I mean? Like, there's secrets and stuff going on there. So, like, I understand that. There will be a learning curve. But you're not getting it down on flashcards, like, as he's running for president. Like, okay, bro, like, let's make sure you kind of got some of this. Like, the the nuts and bolts of this.
4: I don't think there was much of a buffer zone when it came to the first four months of the Obama presidency. Nor do I think there should have been. No, nor, he got murdered. Nor do I think there should have been. I, I think when you're the president, the buck stops on your desk and you can't hide behind, well, I'm new at this. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That sounds like a pretty bunk excuse to me. I mean, worth noting yesterday. I too, wouldn't
0: accept that from a new program director in my building. Nope.
4: I wouldn't. I wouldn't I, and anyone in any professional circumstance would I be like, oh, well, dude. And except like an entry level p- employee, like, all right, well, hey, your first day yeah, on the a job. A high school job. Right. Your first day on the job. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. And I mean, granted, we're better now than we were day one, but it's not like on day one, if I came in here and was like, oh, F. It's not like my boss would have been like, ah, well, it's your first day. You're fine. And it's not his first day. Dude, you're Like, come on.
0: No, by now he was going to have the whole country fixed, remember? Yeah, I do. That was like the whole thing.
4: Um, worth noting yesterday that it, it, it's no longer even debatable in the eyes of the intelligence community whether Russia interfered or not in the election. It's 100% they did. Um, I think there's still, you know, gray area is their collusion or not. And, and I think people need to start, like, Understanding how dire that is And how big of a deal that is Dude, a foreign power is influencing our elections And we'll do so again in 2018 and 2020 And, like, dude, that's a huge effing deal No matter what side you're on, dude You should be 100% against that
0: You know, I watched that I watched that Putin interview with Megyn Kelly last Sunday Yeah. And I I recorded it because I wanted to see it I was like, I gotta see this, right? And I even tweeted it while I was watching it He came off very defensive in that Like, she... Asked him about it, and his answer was, this was his answer. I'm going to paraphrase because I don't have it right in front of me, but I'll paraphrase. Where he said, well, you know, the U.S. has has interfered in every election in every country since the beginning of the world. So basically saying, what's good for you is good for us. Now, here's what we all know as Americans. We're totally okay interfering with other people's elections as long as you're not doing it with us. That's what America is. We want to be able to do things across the world that we don't want people doing to us. There's a little hypocrisy in that, but sometimes it's also to protect
4: everyone. Somewhere along the line, um, people have bought into the idea of two wrongs make a right. Somewhere along the line, that's people, fair. people have like said, okay, well, that's my excuse now, especially in politics. and like I've said this a million times. If you're not going to take that excuse from your seven-year-old, why are you taking that excuse from your
0: politicians? Like, Come on. This guy's saying to me, well, she was being investigated. There were no memos, no notes, no recordings, no under oath. Every investigation by any government agency should be recorded. Screw Hillary, I'm talking about the investigation. But he wrote notes on a private meeting. He's a disgruntled employee. Yeah, but he was disgruntled before he got fired. I mean, do you guys not remember the reports that he kind of wanted out because he didn't want to he didn't want to be part of this. He didn't want to be part of this administration because he was afraid of what it was going to mean for his legacy and his career? Again, served. Two different presidents before this, across both party lines, did it pretty well. Now both sides wanted them fired over, you know, one side wanted them fired over the mishandling of the Hillary thing, and then the right wanted them, you know, fired over this whole, you know, last thing with Trump. You so you all wanted them fired. You just wanted them fired for different reasons. But sitting around yesterday pretending like one side won and one side lost yesterday is insanity. That makes you an idiot. We all lost yesterday, and if you can't find if you can't resolve yourself to that fact, there's no helping you. Nobody won yesterday. Nobody. We'll be right back with more Stansbury Show. Hang on. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. Uh, I've taken a few text messages from some people who I know personally. Obviously, as they're texting me and say, "Look, man, I'm listening. Show's been good, but you got to eat something because it's not even eight in the. Cl- <laughs> it's not even eight o'clock in the morning, and you're screaming on the radio. So yeah, I will find something to eat at some point, and. Uh, I just took this message and I had to like stop myself from like screaming at this dude He's like, you know, I kind of feel like if you're playing U2, you have no credibility as a rock station. So let me make this abundantly clear to you. Okay. I have given up fighting the good fight about music with my boss. Although I like U2. I would totally play U2 on Rock 106.9. I totally would. Okay? But I don't care about the radio station's credibility. I really don't. I care about my credibility. That's what I care about. That's why I focus on what I'm going to talk about and I I let the radio station decide what they play. I'm I'm done fighting that fight with them. Because honestly, the music's gotten a ton better in the last two months. It's gotten way better. Yeah. It's gotten way, way better. Yeah. I mean, we're starting to play Godsmack, Disturbed, and all that stuff people were begging me for when I first started here.
4: You two's a rock band. I don't know if Mysterious Ways was the best representation of such, but you two's a rock band. Bullet the are. Blue
0: Sky would be perfectly fine. There's a bunch. I could list a 100 of them. Right. Sunday Bloody Sunday's fine. Sunday Metal Sunday. Hey, there it is. Buzzbin. So, you find that at Buzzbin, where he does like an all metal thing, where he gets good local metal bands to play. Actually, we're going to be uh, premiering a few of them on New Tour Tuesday. Sunday Metal Sunday going out at Buzzbin. It's a cool thing. But yeah, no, I'm in that. Like, you've backed me in a corner. I haven't had anything to eat. I wanna fight everyone. <laughs> like I am. I am in that. And that's a bad dude, that's a bad place to be with a live microphone. It really is. It's a bad
4: place for me to be, Damn, I kept the trying worst to this place for me to be.
0: And he finally realizes it. <laughs> so we all know about marijuana edibles, right? Like you yeah. guys have seen these, you know, where they, yeah. they they sell suckers that are filled with THC and all this stuff. And uh, gummy bears are like the big one, right? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've tried some edibles, right? Yeah. I I have definitely tried some of this stuff. And uh, I'm not a fan, uh, personally. I don't know if it's that I'm too fat for them to take hold in me or what it is, but I've never taken an edible and felt like, yeah, that I would spend money on. Ever. Um, Not once.
4: I can understand why some people feel like, well, if I'm going to spend $25 on an edible or $25 of actual smokable weed, why you feel like you get higher from that smokable weed? I feel I do. I, now, all of these things will
0: affect people differently.
4: Right. And that's what I was going to say. Is Body chemistry, of, makeup, weight. And it's definitely a different high. Like, when you eat edibles... It's like a smooth. Well, it's much more like body high. Like it's not as like it's not as like in your head. It's more like oh my
0: god! Like
4: my body feels weird. See,
0: I would rather have it the other way. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's just a preference thing, right? So I'm not really into the edible thing. Okay, but this I want to try. Coming out of Boston, I believe a medical marijuana dispensary that specializes in flavorable edibles. Okay. Is now serving weed infused pizza. Skipping okay. the middleman here. Okay. <laughs> Skipping the middleman. Alright. They're in Quincy Mass sells cannabis-infused personal pizzas in the style of small thin crust pies that are popular throughout local bar scenes. That stuff is starting to get more and more popular. Every like decent bar's now got like a halfway decent pizza. 38 bucks, Phantom, the six-inch cheese pizza. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a right? lot. A lot of money. 38 bucks. The 6 inch cheese pizza carries 125 milligrams of THC in its tomato sauce. A medium-sized dosage of marijuana, according to the dispensaries, operations manager Seth Yaffe. Now, to be honest with you, I uh, I have used the product marijuana. I have used the product yeah. edible marijuana, but I have no idea about what the average milligram of THC is per, like, you know, eighth or, you know, whatever it is, whatever measure. I have no idea how that works. Now,
4: if you are using marijuana as medicine, I can definitely understand why edibles, because you can keep track of how much drug is in that. When you buy a bag of dope, you don't know. You're just smoking weed and you're like, "Well, is this good weed or not?" I mean, you Man, can I can smell that skunk filled with lemons from a mile away. You can smell it and kind of get an indication, but that's not always a result. Sometimes really good-looking weed or good-smelling weed isn't necessarily great weed. My question about this is though, is if it's in the if it's in the tomato sauce, are you baking out it? Yeah, because you've got the you've got the crust, the sauce, the cheese, and then you put it in the oven, and once you start cooking THC, no matter what the avenue is, you're going to start losing THC. There. You would think
0: they describe it as a pie baked to serve one person as herby with gooey, crispy cheese that spreads to the edge of the crust.
4: Baked, man. Yeah.
0: Now, I could understand th- they were being asked for more savory food options than sweet. Yeah. As a fat ass, I like food more than I like dessert. You know what I mean? Like I would much rather, and like in the middle of the night, I'm more likely to make pork chops than I am to eat like ice cream.
4: It's, just, it's weird, but I like savory food better. He'll eat pork chops, and then he'll eat ice cream. I mean, it's it's, it's that's not an exclusive issue there in this Did in the you right think household. that
0: they didn't know that? <laughs> but I don't, I just, I, one time where somebody made a brownie, and I went and saw Clutch, And I could not, like, move. Yeah. Like, that was, like, one time. But outside of that, like, dude, my buddy gets all the stuff from California where they, like, they have bags. And it's like, these are 50 milligram or whatever and somebody gave me one one day when I went to go play golf and I was like, I don't, this this that bag cost you $90 for those?
4: Yeah, it gets expensive it's just like doing dabs, a lot of people feel the same way where I don't get high off of it and it's so expensive now other people swear by them do them all the time, that's their exclusive way to consume THC, but different strokes, different folks there maybe you want to smoke blunts, maybe you want to do dabs, maybe you want to, you know, eat marijuana infused candies, or maybe you just don't want to do drugs, I don't know, maybe you're Upstanding citizen, who knows?
0: I don't think that option's available to me. <laughs> I think I'm-I think I may need to go to A or B there. C, I didn't like it all. I have found one thing I would never eat. What's that? And I'll tell you what it is next on the Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 1069. You know, I've been burying the lead all day. What is that? It's coming up at 9:30 on the program is Adult Superstar, AVN 2017 Female Performer of the Year, Adriana Chechik. There you go. We'll join the program at 9.30. She's in town doing a couple of shows, one tonight at midnight, one again tomorrow night at midnight at the Diamond Royale Club. Also, listen to this. So, Adriana won, Female Performer of the Year 2017. Okay. Best Oral Scene 2017. That's good. Most uh, That is good. Yeah, sure. Mo- most Outrageous Scene Jeez. 2017. Now, I'm gonna ask her about that because yeah. I feel like all of porn is outrageous. like that's what the whole industry's built on is the outrageous. so I can't wait to ask her like how do you win the most outrageous? So we'll talk to her about that. And again, you should check out Adriana tonight. And tomorrow night at midnight at the Diamond Royale Club. This is actually her second time on the program. I was gonna say I have. Uh, I think I think we've done this before. Yeah, we have we have had her on once before, and she was fantastic actually. And I remember when that aired, that was like one of the most requested things for me to run again. My boss didn't didn't love it, but it was like listeners were like, "Yo, man, air that again." She was great, and uh, so I'm interested to talk to Adriana. We'll do that today, 9:30. I have found something I will not eat, even though I'm starving right now, but I read this story where kids are now taking, this is one particular school, it's not like, you know, randomly just happening, but kids, I I believe it was a Florida school, took cupcakes to school that were filled with bodily fluid. Now, nobody will tell me what the bodily fluid was. (sighs) My guess if it was urine, they would just say urine. I'm guessing this is the other way. And... The way they did it was is that the cupcakes were marked with 17 on them and then like the line, like the hyphen through the seven there. You know, some people write their, my mom actually writes her sevens like that. You know, some people write their sevens like that. So that's how they would know. So other students would know, okay, I'm not eating that cupcake. Dude, there's just something about being a kid where you don't realize the ramifications of your actions. Right. But like, I'm telling you right now, you're going to do a serious amount of time if you put your bodily fluid into something. And give it to somebody else. You shouldn't do that.
4: No, obviously you should not do that. Um, but you were right, Fantel. There's no such thing as clean food. And there's not, and I mean, obviously, I think you probably need to be on on the watch. But I mean, dude, you're 17, and, and there's cupcakes at school, and you're like, dude, I don't care, I want a cupcake. Like, and you're just not thinking of like, oh my god, there's cupcakes at the office. Did, did somebody orgasm into this into this
0: cupcake here? Normally, I do it after I eat the cupcake. <laughs> I, I would I, I would need to eat the cupcake before I could get there. How disgusting is that? um pretty gross not necessarily
4: a new thing though you know what i mean i'm sure this has happened plenty of times throughout history where somebody brings something into school and like oh dude i'm going to make these idiots you know eat my blank
0: like eat my eat my you know i there's i'm all for revenge you know what i mean like and Really, if I'm being honest, I wish that was not true of me. I wish I was, you know, a little bit more able to just being, like, eh, whatever, doesn't matter. But like, I like seeing people who deserve it to get their due. But like, not like that. Nobody deserves that, though. <sighs> my, my my one of my issues here is like,
4: were the, was this a revenge situation or was this, hey, we're just going to leave these cupcakes out, whichever kids grab it, grab it. They
0: were targeting specific students and/or one teacher, uh, is what I read. Uh, Which again. It's just not, I mean, dude, why would anybody, and I'm thankful that some of you are doing it, but why would anybody sign up to be a school teacher? No. Yeah. You don't make a lot of money, no. you deal with everybody else's idiot kids, the parents yell at you when the kid fails the class because apparently it's the teacher's fault and not your idiot kid that refuses to do his own homework. Like, I, I can't for the life of me figure out why people sign up for that job. I can't for the life of me wrap my head around that. I, summertime, I guess, is the, is, the, is the argument there of like, well, at least I get three months off in the summer. What are you idiots doing? I mean, my sister-in-law is an educator, and it took her like 25 years to get to the point where she makes decent money doing it. Now she's like now a provost of a private school and a college professor on the side. You know what I mean? Where she now finally is doing all right,
4: considerably different than the home than ec the teacher, English high lit school, teacher, right, right. right?
0: Exactly. I mean, she's like you know in higher up in education, but I mean, it's like that is such a thankless job for what I hear is not enough money.
4: I I hear that there's some mystery cupcakes just sitting in the break room over there, Stansberry. You hungry?
0: They didn't come from your <laughs> kitchen, right? <laughs> Somebody else's kitchen, I would risk it. Oh,
4: somebody else's kitchen is so much more trustworthy than your boy over here. I Come won't back. even
0: sit on your couch. <laughs> you kidding me? You think I'm going to put something in my mouth from your house? The answer is no. That's your freaking girlfriend's job. We'll be right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. smart. And they don't necessarily have to be. Like, the amount of teachers that are teaching subjects that were not their... Um, You know, uh, subjects of uh, focus of their college degree would blow you over.
4: Um, It's there are definitely teachers who are very intelligent and are in it for the right reasons. There's also teachers who are really dumb and kind of chose this profession because it's an easy enough one to get into. I'm not saying it's an easy enough job, but it's an easy enough job to get into. Easy job
0: to get. Once you have it, you're probably like, oh, my God, why did I do this to my life? You're dealing with everybody's fifth grade.
4: But then the paychecks keep coming and it's like, well, dude, I've already got By the time I save and, up fifteen of these, right. I'll have
0: enough money to go grocery shopping. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like teachers in this country are underpaid.
4: Oh, there's no question. Dude. All right,
0: as as everybody who's like fifteen dollars an hour, this or that. Well, what about EMTs? Like teachers are wildly underpaid. Um, you know, and I know
4: people will be like, well, dude, why do we pay these, uh, you know, celebrities and superstars so much money is because you pay to go see that movie. You pay to go watch that game and you won't, and you vote down school levy levy, and you won't pass the school as
0: a kid, as a guy who has no kids who always talks about like, I might have them one day, but my plan is to not have them right now. At least that's my plan. I always say vote for the school levy because a better, stronger school system benefits us all, whether you realize it or not, but coming out of Missouri now. A teacher has been let go from his position. He was the chaperone for like the class trip to Washington, D.C., all right, right? All right? And um, eighth graders across the country doing it. We've all done it, yep. right? I would imagine we've all done it. So, what had happened here is they went to D.C. for the class trip, and the teacher standing in front of the White House had a photo taken of him from behind. Okay. So, you just see him, his back, staring at. <laughs> The White House, he throws up both hands and gives two middle fingers to the Ah, White House. I was going to say, dude, yeah, take a picture in front of the White
4: House. Dude, that's a miracle right there, but yeah, okay, now you're starting to flick off the White House, all right.
0: Then this educator of young minds thought it would be a good idea to make this his Facebook profile pic.
4: Seems like a bad idea. Bro, you're
0: an idiot. And how could you be in charge of making sure my kid gets smarter every day when this is the decision-making you make? This is what you're doing, and I'm trusting you to teach my kid how to dissect sentences? Like, come on. What an idiot. You didn't know people were going to find this to be offensive and you were going to lose
4: your gig over this? Obviously. Um, you know, it, this is America, and if you feel so inclined to say "f the White House" or "f the president," I think you have the right to do that. Um, but there's going to be consequences to your actions, especially when this is on the trip. It's not like you went to the White House by yourself, and you know what I'm saying? Because I you were like, a
0: chaperone, right? So, and this is your behavior.
4: So, y- y- you're on a field trip. You're on a class trip there, and. I mean, you set the picture up. You said to somebody, hey, take this picture from behind me. And then you decided, I'm going to make this my Facebook profile pic. There are so many avenues Uploading there. Uploading
0: it was bad enough. Making it the profile photo, the first thing people see when they scroll past your timeline was crazy.
4: There's so many times there you could have said, eh, bad idea. What am I doing? Yeah. Bad idea.
0: Multiple points for you to take stock of the situation uh, and go, you know what? I should probably uh, think better of this. I mean, what is happening? I would have, like... Going back to my, all right, maybe not high school, but no, this wasn't high school. So, like, going back to my my field trip to D.C., I'll, I'll just think about that. All yeah. right. My, I couldn't have even imagined my teacher, give that teacher giving the middle finger to anyone. Right. Let alone as, like, a political statement to, like, the leadership of the country and then, like, making, uh, now, again, there wasn't Facebook when I was in eighth grade, but, like, oh. Well, wow. right now somebody's listening, and that's not true of them, and I just feel like I'm 200 now. Um, that being said, though, they wouldn't have taken the
4: picture and put it in the yearbook, which is essentially the original what? Facebook, right? right. I that's mean, what
0: Facebook was, right? I mean, I don't understand like are we just getting worse as people are we getting dumber or are we just seeing more of it because of the digital revolution
4: oh we're definitely seeing more of it and we're inspired to do more of it I mean like uh, you know 25 years ago somebody you know your teacher might have had a president or an issue with the president that was in the office at that time but when it's like oh well I can make this my Facebook profile and everyone's gonna like it and everyone's gonna know that I'm a good person and that I hate President Trump and everyone's gonna think that I all dude what a progressive that guy is then that's I mean at least part of the reason why he decided and i understand you're
0: not in an exclusive club if you hate the the president well
4: but that's the thing is i want i want to be accepted into that tribe i want to look like i'm one of the people who is a part of that there um I, i i understand you know you want to show to your students that like the concept of disagreeing with government—that's a, a a thing to be celebrated in America. An American right. That you know, that's definitely something that I I can understand why you, sure. as a teacher in Washington D.C., would want to kind of hey, it's okay if you disagree with stuff. That's one of the beautiful things about America. There's a peaceful transfer of power. You know, you have freedom of, of expression, freedom of speech. You have all these different things that you can do that doesn't negate that you made a terrible decision and continued to make bad decisions afterwards. So, I mean, for as much as people are like, oh, you can't fire somebody because of what they do on social media. No, you totally can. And this guy deserved to get fired. Yeah, one he of the pa-
0: one of the parents summed it up perfectly for me. He said, say and do what you want on your own time, but not while representing my child's school. This is blatant disrespect to me, my kids, and to everybody. People have gone crazy with it. But to me, it's all about being held accountable for your actions.
4: Now, I, I, there's a lot of people in America nowadays who love to say, stop being so politically correct. This is that an is, example of being very unpolitically correct. Right. Where's the support there? Where's the, oh, he should not be fired. Where, where's that counterpunch there?
0: Again, I, I, you know, you're a teacher of young minds. You're a molder of young children. And I think that that's where that line is, is that you can't send the message to kids that this is the way you should act. You know what I mean? Like you're right, you can question authority, you can question leadership and 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 your president and you should. It's the only way dude, you should always question power because it's the only way power will stay in check. If you if power goes unchecked, it's all bad. But there's you're not you're not questioning power by sticking the middle finger up at a building. You knew what you were doing here. And I would almost I would almost suggest that maybe he did it to get fired. You know what I mean? Maybe you're like, dude, this job kind of sucks. <laughs> I mean, I'll, be, I'll just do this, and then maybe I'm not. I don't know. But if you're honestly, like, I worry that if that's your decision making while being a chaperone for the school, what are you doing in the classroom every day that you think is a good idea that I don't want my kids exposed to? Stuff's just getting out of hand. Hating the president doesn't make you like it. Doesn't get you into this exclusive club. It's literally half of the country that hates the president. You're not special. None of us are special. What do I always say? None of us are special. We have rhythm and blues tickets. We'll pass those out for you next on the Stansberry, Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, wrqk.com. I'm being asked. People were like, yo, man, I know you're supposed to work that little Uzi Vert show. Uh, yeah, the bar manager texted me yesterday. He was like, yo, man, we're postponing the show to a later date. So you're off tomorrow night. So if you were planning on going to that, I believe the show has been postponed. Either that or they just didn't want me working and they lied It's to possibility. Me. <laughs> it's possibility. But no, I believe it is postponed. Possibility. vast majority of the audience is like, little Uzi Vert? What is that? Yeah, your daughter's got the tape. I'm sorry. Your daughter has the MP3. I don't... Th- <laughs> What was I, what, what, what was, I what was I just saying there? I don't know why but we
4: do have some little loosey vert. Shut in. up.
1: I Heart Radio Music You Should Know featuring <laughs> Music Lil You Uzi Should Kurt, Know.
4: Music You Should Know. This is what you should know.
0: We This is music our company deems that we should know? Yeah. I feel like I could list a bunch of music my company should know. Shine not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Playing soon, too. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It, does he say anything at, at some point? I don't really care if you cry. Oh yeah, I know that one. I didn't know that was him. Little Uzi Vert right there. You know that I, I feel so. I feel for parents. This woman reached out to me on Twitter the other night. She was like, "Hey, I know you work at the Agora, and I have two 16-year-old girls, and they want to go see Little Uzi Vert. Is that going to be okay if I like drop them off and they just go to that?" And I told her, I was like, Look, the Agora security staff is top notch and they really are. I said, But and I'm gonna work the show, but you just never know about stuff. Like oh, you of just course. you know what I mean? Like I don't wanna be like, Yeah, your kid's gonna be fine. fine. Your kid goes and then next thing something happens and now I'm to blame, you know what I mean? East side of Cleveland, what could
4: possibly happen to two year old girls? <laughs> Nothing. It's gonna be uh, fine. Yeah, that's true. Not in—it's not in the greatest neighborhood. Um, but dude, I mean, the Agora is a—I've always felt a very safe establishment. Oh, yeah. I've never even had an issue parking my car in that lot. No. I've always felt like that's been very no, safe. no. We're on top of that now. Yeah. Um, it's just you know, it's 16. I don't know. What am I gonna do? Say no? I was going to rap concerts when I was 16 yeah. years old.
0: I guess boys different than girls a little bit. But. I went to one of the biggest rap shows ever when I was like 16, 17. It was at. Uh well the Palace on the Prairie. It was the, it, it was at Richfield and it was Public Enemy Kid and Play Salt and Pepper I think the ghetto boys were there. I mean it was like a thousand groups. That almost sounds like wholesome to me now. Like,
4: oh, public enemy and salt and yeah. pepper and like oh dude ghetto boys that'd be fine show to go
0: the to the my one oh one seven rap assault. <laughs> That's what it would be now. But like back in the day my parents were like you're not going to that and it was like Mom I'm gonna sleep at Billy's and then Billy was like Mom I'm gonna sleep at Stansberry's and next thing you know we're all in the car, Richfield Coliseum. We get there, half my friends in the car were too scared to go in. They wouldn't even go in. We had to like drag him in there and then we, had a, we ended up having a great night. That was a good show. Somewhere I have like a t shirt signed by like all the public enemy dudes and like all that stuff. I was a little bit of a rap fan growing up.
2: All
0: right, I've been asked about this story, so I want to get into it. Mike uh, okay. sent a tweet in and said, Man, I really want to get your take on this. And there's a baseball star standout. Playing college bas- uh, baseball right now, rather, at Oregon State. All right. And I didn't know this, but the Beavers of Oregon State are the number one ranked team in college baseball. I didn't know that. It's funny how college basketball, obviously, March
4: Madness is a huge deal. College football is enormous. And college baseball, nobody gives a goddamn about it's fair. it. Dude. Just, you it's Just really Dude, I, I have no idea. The College World Series, when does it happen? What are the good teams? Who are the powerhouses? I have zero clue. I'd rather watch
0: the Little League World Series than the College World Series. Strange, right? Strange. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. But Oregon State, number one ranked team in college baseball, coming out of Corvallis, Oregon, All right. a town you could literally spit across. Okay, and they're being hit with a bombshell as their their ace pitcher, and I'm I'm hoping I'm saying this properly, Luke Heimlich. Okay, he's their ace, right? But he's also a registered sex offender, according to documents uh, obtained by the Oregonian. Heimlich was 15 years old when he pleaded guilty to molesting a six-year-old female Jeez. family member. Jeez, yeah, that's
4: not right. Dude, I thought you were going to say like, oh, dude, he peed outside in high school. Somebody saw him with his dong out and, 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 and now he's a sex offender. God, touching a
0: six-year-old? 15 years old, guilty to molesting a six-year-old uh, female family member. Uh, now, as law does require, Heimlich himself registered as a sex offender when he enrolled at Oregon State in 2014 but he recently let that lapse. Well, uh, uh, huge problem there. A routine sex offender sweep led Benton County Sheriff's Office to finding and citing Heimlich this last April. He's now 21, and he's considered a top prospect in next week's MLB draft. <sighs> On the field, he had an 11-1 and record with a 0.75 ERA. That's damn good. Yeah, it is good. This season for the Oregon State Beavers. They're playing Vanderbilt in the NCAA Super Regionals beginning tonight, actually. Oregon State went 52 and 4 this season in route to its number one overall ranking. They have not yet, the Beavers, announced their pitching plans for this series. But according to Danny Moran of the Oregonian, Heimlich could pitch this evening. Now, the newspaper, that's the Oregonian, talked to the mother of the of the then six year old victim. Okay? This was like six years ago, I think. So she's gonna be about twelve, thirteen now. So maybe.
4: she uh, has to be related to him too. If he's related to the victim, this has got to be his aunt or his like you know yes. great aunt or something like that. He was
0: there's, related. There's got to be
4: some Cousins, sort of family. Probably, okay. Right.
0: The mother says, "I'm appalled that the college he's going to would even have them have him on their team." She said, I "Can't argue." And you know, I, I of course that's gonna be her response. And initially, it was mine. Um, but we live in a world of second chances, right? But this, but you don't have a right
4: to be a, an Oregon state baseball player. You don't have a right to be an NCAA athlete. You have a second chance at life and you can go do what you're going to be able to do, but you don't get second chances at everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want anybody walking away from the conversation thinking, I think it's okay to molest female family members. All right. Or anyone for that matter. Right. Right. Um, having been a victim, I know how troubling it is for your life and how you carry it your entire life. It's not like you get over. It. Trust me. I'm in my forties and it's still rearing its ugly head at me daily. Welcome to the Stansberry <laughs> right. show. Exactly. Like, believe me, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You ever wonder why there's not a wife at my house? That's why. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's the big reason why. And so, like, I know that there are. <sighs> Yeah, I don't think you can let the kid pitch, especially if you let it lapse, because were you right. trying to hide it then at we're, that point? Or you, were you just being negligent
4: of it, and this is not something you can be negligent about. If you're trying to prove that, hey, I've changed and things are better, you, dude, you let it lapse and you're not taking responsibility of it. Hell no, dude. Hell no.
0: So Heimlich himself, the baseball coach, Pat Casey, and athletic director, Scott Barnes of Oregon State University have all declined comment, obviously. Um But Oregon State University president issued a statement saying this. I find this account disturbing and want to let you know that OSU does not condone the conduct as reported. We also understand that this case involves a criminal matter that was previously addressed by the judicial system in the state of Washington, where the kid, I I believe, is from. We take this issue very seriously, and I want to be clear that each day the safety and security of our students, faculty, and staff at, at Oregon State University is our number one priority. Our policies and procedures seek to provide a safe learning environment for our entire community and to ensure that all prospective and current students are treated fairly and equitably. By university policy, all OSU students, including student athletes, are subject to the same academic criteria, admission standards, codes of conduct, and community standards while applying to and attending the university. OSU follows U.S. Department of Education recommendations that universities not allow a person's criminal history to affect a student's access to higher education and opportunity for a better life. Fine, educate him all you want. Right. You didn't have to allow him to lead you to a number one ranked baseball team in. The country. And that's why he's pitching, is because of how talented he is.
4: Right. And I mean, in any other circumstance here, we'd be like, no way. But if this wasn't season- your
0: ace pitcher. You would have thrown him to the side. Right.
4: So uh, that's obviously a double standard there. And if anything, student athletes are going to be held to a higher standard when they're playing baseball. Because, like I said, I mean, it's not your right to be an NCAA athlete. It's not my right to be on this radio station. If I F something up or if something comes out about me in my past and my boss says, dude, you're fired, it's not like, dude, it's not like my 1017 has, has to hire me because I
0: oh it's my right to do it no it's not but could I I will make the argument though that you are talented enough where another radio station would
4: well another radio depending station on what would, it was and that other radio station would be making a mistake in my opinion if you're going to overlook Mine something too. if you're going to overlook something having worked like, with you I, I agree <laughs> if you're gonna overlook something like that based on talent you have zero you have zero high ground in my, so in y- my opinion so your
0: issue is not Allowing him to go to school at Oregon State. Your issue is allowing him to pitch.
4: Nah, even that, even like allowing a student into your into your uh,
0: school. If I had a bowl of M and M's and one of them was poison. Well, I mean, is there I anything? Mean, that's the argument,
4: right? Is there anything that you can get kicked out of school for because of if if, if you were? You I know, mean, if you rape a female student, they're going to throw you out, right? Right. If you murder somebody, they're not going to allow you to come back. Like, I don't know, dude. I, I
0: I feel like this is definitely a sliding of standards. All right, I gotta I gotta figure this out because i don't hate what you just said but i also understand that education is the silver bullet and i worry about what happens to somebody who has been guilty of molesting somebody before if we don't allow them to receive education to you know what i mean like i worry what will happen then to that life without a college degree not like college is like automatically guaranteed you're going to have a great life no but i worry about what will happen when we don't educate people who were trying to get it well, I mean, there's obviously different avenues
4: of education there, and if you want to sign up for the University of whatever online and do something like that, that's one thing.
0: Yeah, you but, could be a phoenix now. But as 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 somebody
4: as the as the dean of this school of Fantone University, hell no, I'm not letting child molesters into my school. Hell three, no.
0: Three major league baseball player uh, teams, rather, sorry, have come out and said he's off the draft board. But he's obviously, I mean, dude, if he's got a 0.75 ERA and he led the team to a 52 and four victory, I'm telling you right now, he's going to play major league baseball. How, how, How does this go in a locker room, dude? How does this go in a locker room?
4: All those guys have kids, right? And and you touched a six year old, and that's the story right now. A family member too. Hell no, dude! I'm not letting you in my locker room because what a distraction you are, uh, dude! Hell no. How how do you as exactly how do you as a father sit next to somebody who's who, I mean, so when it's bring your kid to work day, bring daddy brings daughter to work day, you keeping an eye on her while while you've
0: got you know Jimmy the peddler or the, the kid toucher over there. Now this is a completely separate conversation, but if Colin Kaepernick is right, if that's a distraction, then so is this, right? Right, I mean, that uh, uh, like. And I will admit that that's part of the reason why Colin Kaepernick's not being hired. I don't think it's all of it, but I think it's definitely part. Of, his protest was definitely part of why he's not on a roster right now. I, I, I think it's crazy to deny that it's at least a piece of that faction. I understand that these stories are different, but everybody always uses that word distraction, distraction, distraction. A guy molesting a six year old is going to be a distraction. What do you think all? What do you think every reporter is going to want to talk to that team about? I don't care where he goes. He could go to the Yankees. He could come to the Indians, where we're loaded down with a roster of great players and great plays every night. But the first question out of any reporter's mouth is going to be about what it's like to deal with that in your locker room. That's going to be the first. That's a distraction. So if we're going to be worried about distractions and how they're going to affect teams, you need to start doing it on a more equal playing field. You can't cherry pick the stuff that you think is a distraction and hold those people off from playing sport and then not do it across the board. If you are going to cherry pick, I think
4: child molestation is one of the cherries you can pick. You know what I'm saying? Like I think that's, that's a fair cherry to pick.
0: Yeah, I, um, I was glad you weighed in because i'm worried i like i worry a lot when we do stories like that because of my personal history that i I'm going to be, I don't want to be guilty of what I accuse a lot of other people. Like, you're too close to the situation, so of course right. you think it should be this, this, and this. And that's why I like when you weigh in on that because, you know what I mean? I was a victim, and so, like, I don't want to like, lay down the law and have people go, ah, dude, you're too close to it. You're making too big of a deal out of it. But when I read that article, it was, it did rub me the wrong if, way.
4: If you're saying you're making too big of a deal out of molesting
0: a child, you need to reevaluate. Some, I'm telling you right now, somebody listening to us is saying that. I don't think the bulk of people, but somebody somewhere listening to the radio right now is thinking, oh my God, guys, get over it. That's what I I know, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, but that is what somebody's thinking. We have 311 tickets. You want those? We'll pass them out next on The Stansberry Show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9, 930. We'll talk to ABN Female Performer of the Year 2017, Adriana Chechik. I remember the last time we had her on the program. She, one of the things that made my boss a little uneasy is when she went in and started talking about how even for porn stars, like she's pretty slutty. Like I remember Jeez. her saying, she's like, you know, she's like, I, that's not a word I, that, that I run away from. She's like, I am, I'm sexually active. I just like it. And she's like, I, you know, I, cause I asked her, I said, what makes you so good at this? And she's like, you know, some people are in it for the money. And I remember her saying clearly, I'm in it for the D Jeez. And my boss freaked out. Jeez. He freaked out. So he's out of town, so we'll talk to her again at 930. I was going to say, I'm sure he'll appreciate you recapping the entire conversation. Tonight, you can catch Adriana Chechik at the Diamond Royale Club. She'll be there doing one show for you tonight at midnight, another one tomorrow night at midnight. She's sexy, man. If you've never seen her, you need to check her out. She's Good stuff. She gives great answers, too. I remember the last time I talked to her, she gave me great answers, so I'm
4: looking forward to that interview today. I was going to say, dude, she's Oral Performer of the Year. She gives great... Stop. Just just end it there. I don't want to end it right there. Stop. I want to ask her out. Future Mrs. Stansberry, who knows?
0: You know, could you date a girl that did porn? Uh,
4: I would have a hard time with it now. Maybe 10 years ago, I would have said yes, but I don't know. Nowadays, I don't think so. I've never dated a
0: girl that did porn. I have slept with women who went on to be in right. adult movies, um, but I have never—not while a woman was currently in the industry.
4: It, it, obviously, a step up from stripper, but like I've dated Oof. chicks that have danced before. Yeah, a little sideways. And Ten years ago, I didn't care. I think nowadays, I would not date a girl I'd that have dance dance Probably now. have an issue with it.
0: I had always said when people asked me about you know like um, you know I don't know I've you know. Dated a dancer or two in my day. And I, uh, and I had always said about that that I would not rule against dating a woman who dances if she's currently doing it. But if I'm dating a woman and she's like, you know, you know what I'm thinking about doing, and then she starts dancing, then I'm out. Because it can change you. It, not that it's a guarantee that it will, but it can. Having DJed in, in, a, in a gentleman's club, I've seen it happen, and so I would worry about it. But if I meet you and I like you and I already think you're all right... Then, then you're already in the world. Then you are who you are at that point.
4: Coming up next on the main stage, DJ Stan Stan stands Barry.
0: Hated, hated, hated that job. Hated it.
4: I, I, I've always said that you know with. Any job where you've got a microphone in front of you, there's always gonna be like, oh, you do radio, you could be a stand-up comedian. Oh, you're a stand-up comedian, you could do this or that. And it's yeah. like nobody's
0: handing Eddie Van Halen the xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not exactly the same thing. <laughs> what do you mean, Eddie? Playing jump, dick. Like he's that's not the way that's gonna watch Eddie Van Halen be the world's best xylophone.
4: <laughs> watch
0: him be the best xylophone player of all time. And like I just not know. All right, I have one more thing here where people, you know, we were talking about the Oregon State baseball player, whether or not that was you know, appropriate or whatever. And so so a woman sent me this, and this has been circling around the internet for a few days. She's like, I'm dying to hear your opinion on this. And this is Jessica Simpson posted a photo of her, I believe, her five-year-old daughter in a bikini. And I will admit that it's a little sexualized as she's got her hand on her hip, but she's kind of like, you know, kind of sticking... I don't want to say a five-year-old's ass out, but she is kind of like sticking that part of her body, like kind of, out, got her hand raised, you know, could be just being sassy, essentially, not sexual, just being a little sassy. Mm. You.
4: Um, no, disagree? I mean, I, I I think that there's plenty of I mean, it's not it's one thing to have a picture of your kid in a bathing suit. Right. Um, but I think things like dance moms, I think there's a lot of things that like where like they do sexualize young girls and they do expect them to have that like adultness to them and in their body language and all those things. It's nominee. not like she's standing. She's not standing there without learning that behavior. She's not standing like that without learning I've that. Learned behavior. If I learned it
0: by watching you, mom.
4: Well, I mean No, yeah, she did. And I think that's very unfair to young girls that like they do get sexualized at that age. Like but I, it happens.
0: Yeah, I don't want to think about that.
4: I mean, those child pageants, that's exactly what they are, dude. It's, it's 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 putting adult sexuality onto young girls. I can't like it boggles my mind that
0: those are okay.
4: Like just absolutely blows me away.
0: Okay, there's like ten shows about it right, right 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 <laughs> I mean, not only okay it, yeah, I um you know somebody said to me, Oh, people are making too big of a deal out of this, you know, my mom took a picture of me and my bikini every day when I was in the seventies you know or in the seventies, and I said, okay. I understand why people always make that argument. But I'll remind you that in the 70s you could go get a physical and the doctor would be smoking while administering right. it. Well, you know what I mean? So we do kind of get to points in time where we're like, alright, we shouldn't do that anymore.
4: And your mom wasn't putting that picture up for the entire world is to a, a celebrity. Is that a difference? Yeah,
0: because I knew somebody was going to make that side of this argument. So is it really a difference if it's a Polaroid in a box of photos for you versus like, here's my five-year-old daughter to the world? To me it is. There, there's a difference there? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I thought a little bit too. I was like, eh, maybe that's what the issue is, is that it's not an issue about taking a picture of your daughter. Like, are people, like I don't think my parents would have shown pictures of me naked in the bathtub to strangers. Right. Somebody who came over to the house for dinner. Oh, look, here's Danny when we was kids. Right, you know, when I mean? a
4: senior year comes over right. and your mom's trying to embarrass you.
0: Sure. But, but not but not to the to the neighbors they didn't know.
4: I'm not printing it out in the newspaper. It's not just to somebody. I mean, it's the entire world there. So like, I mean, I'm not saying that like, oh my god, Jessica Simpson, uh, you know, she's a terrible mother, take her child away from her, but I definitely think there's validity to you shouldn't. I, I don't know. I, I can understand why, why I, as a father, like why I'd be uncomfortable. Is that of some that. people
0: are calling this mom shaming? Like they're mom shaming her. Well, I think some moms probably deserve some shaming, right? I mean, like, let's I'll lock stop it into that shaming territory. you, moms, when you start pulling your belly shirt over your belly. I'll start doing that. I don't care what your five year old's wearing, and look at what some of you happen to be wearing. Steph Curry is being accused of doing something a little gross inside the queue the other night. We'll find out whether or not he meant to do it next on The Stansbury Show. Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to female performer of the year at the ABN Awards 2017, Adriana Chechik, as she's in town performing tonight at midnight and tomorrow night at midnight Diamond Royal Club. Becoming a... Uh, friend of the show this is her second appearance
4: the uh the diamond dream team is usually you know more than enough for i'd feel like any gentleman's club but you gotta you gotta tip of the hat to the diamond for always bringing in top quality adult
0: entertainers yeah they do do a pretty good job of that over they there do. i mean we just had dillian harper on the program yeah she was just there good stuff you know, I want to talk to Adriana Chechik about that as well, because I remember when we had Dillian Harper on, she told me she won't do interracial movies because she doesn't like the term interracial. She no. wants that term taken out uh. of adult entertainment. She feels like that's wrong. And so she's not doing those movies until they do that. I kind of rolled my eyes at that, too. I didn't necessarily buy that. Dude, you get paid to get banged for a living. And now, all of a sudden, you got the I don't know.
4: The morality I'm gonna, I'm gonna, clause is, I'm gonna, I'm is coming out. Dis- I'm going
0: to disagree with her on that. All right. Okay. Well, we'll talk to Adriana about that and see what she thinks. We'll do so at 930. I do want to talk to you about this. This video is online for you, WRQK.com, in the Sandsbury Show section. In the loss of Game 3 the other night, there's a moment where I think, is Golden State heading back on offense, and like Steph kind of stops? Benz puts his hands on his knees and he kind of squats a little. And now people are making the suggestion that it looks like he's trying to take a dump on the queue. That's what it looked like to me. It was directly over the Cavs all logo. Right, all right. Uh, now you're a little bit of a cat. Uh, you're a little right.
4: bit of a. You're a little bit of a Steph Curry hater. Right. Uh, not a little bit. I'm, I'm a lot a bit of a Steph Curry. So you think hater. this I was intentional? Uh,
0: yeah. I, I mean, he's yeah. not okay. To be fair to it, he's not on top of the Cavs logo. Right. But he's in, in the, front of it. In the general vicinity of it. He's near it. This, it's not necessarily to on the Dallas Star. Oh, I feel like it's comparable. Really?
4: Yeah, I feel like it's the same thing. And honestly, Man, I feel like, like you,
0: Cavs fans are being sissies. I don't
4: like it, but I don't like have a real issue with it. If anything, I feel like that's how it's supposed to be. Like that is what you're supposed to kind of like do.
0: I, now I, I know people have been making the argument. No, he's just taking a little bit of a of a breather there, just catching his breath there. And it's like, eh, it looks like he actually like because all right, if I was to do that. And not let's be honest, I'm a big man, I get winded easy, yeah. right. If I were to do that Phantom, I would just kind of like halfway bend at the waist, like there, little bend of the knee, and kind of rest my arm, but it doesn't look like I know this is bad for the radio, but like as you want to look at me oh. <laughs> as I'm, as I'm, like I right, like you know I'm not about to take a dump right now, but if I go down like this right, right. then it does, so I so, and that's yeah. exactly what he did. I mean,
4: that's, that's, it's, I mean, it's like Draymond Green saying that he wasn't kicking dudes in the nuts. That, yes, you are. That's not like a natural basketball movement or a natural athletic movement agree. or anything like that. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they make a three. He's stepping back. No, it's not. To say that that's a resting thing, that's absolutely ludicrous.
0: No, I, I like, I don't think you have to go all the way down as far as he does. And again, if you haven't seen the video yet, it's online for you, wrqk.com. Um, and I would disagree with you that this isn't what this is supposed to be. And that if we're going to worry about football players twerking in the end zone, then you got to worry about this okay. too.
4: Well, if you're putting it through that filter of like, well, it's a, a kind of a graphic
0: act and like you shouldn't be. Like they're not allowed to turn around and like do the choking thing because of the violence associated with that. And so I can live with that. I'm all right with trash talking, especially when you're talking about player to player because you're in it. I'm not in it. I'm just paying to watch it. I'm not in the game, so I shouldn't trash talk you, and you shouldn't trash talk me. But on the court of Draymond and LeBron, jar back and forth, right. it makes the series a little bit better. I agree. I I, I love all that. Yeah, right. It adds some drama, but to, to to pretend to defecate on a team's floor to me. I have a hard time calling you a professional basketball player at that point.
4: Certainly, an immature thing. Um, I, I I like that the teams despise each other. I think that's how sports are supposed to be, and I think that's a good thing. We're like, losing
0: it now because all these guys, because of social media, everybody has to be so nice to everybody. Otherwise, you're a hater or this and that. And these guys are all involved in each other's charities now. Would, like, there's not a lot of drama. Would it be better if he would have like? On the logo,
4: stomped on the logo, and like put his foot on it, like yes. it was like, like he was stomping a cigarette yes. out. Like yes. that'd be okay.
0: That I think is okay. Okay,
4: so it's not so it's much bodily function. I okay, think. okay. I, then, I right? under- then I understand that point of like why that's over the line because for you because it
0: is still.
4: If you pretended to urinate, it would be an issue too.
0: So, yeah, yes, because sports is one of these weird things where most entertainment is either designed for children or designed for adults. Sports is kind of one of those things where it's designed for everybody. Right. You know what I mean, and so like I want the sexualization and like yeah the defecating. I I, I can't believe I got to ask adults not to pretend to defecate on things.
2: Yeah, but,
0: <laughs> you know what I mean. Like think yeah. about what I just said. This is a guy doing in his mid was mid twenties. I'm guessing is what Steph Curry is worth. I don't know a ton of money, yeah. and I got it. And, and and an idiot like me has got to be like, bro, come on, step up your game a little. Yeah,
4: bit. I mean, you know, like I said, I think that the disrespect, you know, thing is there. It's what sports need, and I hope the Cavs. I hope the Cavs took notice. Of that. And I know it's like, oh, well, the see, the series is over. There's no way they come back from three down, but they could win tonight. And they could take that personally tonight. And they could decide. They could push like, the six games. Right. Like, dude, we're not allowing that to happen. And we're not going to just like sit, stand idly by while you disrespect us in our house. I hope
0: it serves as motivation for them. I do. I, I think this was a little payback from when LeBron blocked that easy layup on a non-play last year from Steph Curry. I do. I think that there might be some of that to you. I heard Jason Whitlock from Fox Sports say this yesterday that he thought Thinks that the series is probably over, but the last thing you want to do is poke the th- poke the bear that is right. LeBron James. Right, and I would agree. And I don't think the Cavs are going to rip off four straight, but I know that they're capable of ripping off four straight. And how amazing would that be? Oh my god, dude! Honestly, and we're living in a hypothetical
4: world here. Neither really? neither, neither stands bare or Iris right now. It's like no, you can't lose faith. It's dude, it's going to happen. It's very unlikely that it does happen, but if. If if it were to happen, dude, cementing the greatest of all time legacy. At that point, you would have no
0: there'd be no discussion. No, it has to, and I'll tell you why. Because all day yesterday, what was everybody saying about the Golden State Warriors? All-time great team, all-time great team, all-time great team. That's all I heard yesterday. It's all I've been hearing for a week, is how they're the they might be the best team ever assembled. If he beats them after being down 03, the the argument's officially over. He's the goat. How many,
4: how many wins? do the Cavs in the next four games have to win for this to be, to stop being such a black mark on LeBron's legacy. If they take it six, does that help? If they take it seven, it has to help, right? It has to release yeah, some no, of the pressure. Yeah, no, you can't pressure. say
0: that's the same as being swept, right. no. So you push a team like that to seven games. Is
4: winning one in the next four enough? Is winning tonight going to be enough to be like, okay, maybe the Warriors aren't the greatest team ever, and maybe LeBron isn't removing himself from the GOAT conversation? I'm going to
0: give you two answers. I'm going to give you my answer, and I'm going to give you the country's answer. Okay. My answer is one would be enough. The country's going to say, the story will be, you can only win one? That will be the story. Whether that's fair or not, and it's probably not. But ultimately that he is a lightning rod. And so if you give people an excuse to hate on you, they're gonna do it. Right. You know what I mean? And LeBron is a lightning rod. That's what you get for being that great at it. Not fair. Welcome to adult life and welcome to celebrity life. It's not fair, but that is the, the reality. I say why not tonight,
4: dude? Why not? Why don't they win, dude? Just go out there and do it. Anytime I've said it a million times with the Cavaliers dude this going back to last year. Anytime coach opens up the gym and rolls the balls out on the floor. LeBron and the boys yeah. have a chance, and, I would and agree. why not tonight?
0: I would agree, but I've been wrong this entire series. And by the way, I should do this. I was wrong about this Warriors team. I was wrong. I remember when Kevin Durant first signed on, I came in here and I said, look, they got longer, they got thinner, and they got more outside shooting, which is everything they had. We're still going to be more physical. We're still going to put bodies on you when we come to the finals, and we're going to end up taking care of this Warriors team. I was wildly wrong about that. I also thought there would be chemistry issues. How do we fit KD in with Steph? How do we figure this out? Is Clay going to be okay being a four? Is, what's going to happen with Draymond and his attitude? I thought there were going to be major hiccups in this thing, and there wasn't. I was wildly wrong about this. I really thought the Cavs would manhandle this soft, long, you know, uh, finesse Golden State Warriors team. I really did. Now, I want to address this as well. I wish people would stop saying that what Kevin Durant did was take the easy way out. I don't think there's an easy way to beat LeBron James. So let me just say that. I don't think there's an easy way to beat LeBron James. Also, I'm not going to jump up and down on Kevin Durant for doing what I would have done. And I'll give you a perfect example. I'll, I'll, I'll relate it to my current job. I'm not today going to get off the air, go into my boss's office, and argue for him to bring me somebody to work with less talented than Fantone. That's not going to happen. Right? Talented people want to work with other talented people. That's how it works. Right. As long as you're confident in your ability. Because let me tell you, I know radio guys who would be scared to death of you just like there were radio dudes who were scared to death of me, who didn't, and that's why it took another guy to be like, no, I'll take him because he was secure in his position. And like that's the same way. I think that's who Steph is. I think Steph Gnos, I'm probably the best shooter of the basketball in the history. Bring Kevin Duran in. And it
4: doesn't, I mean, honestly, if, if I, I, we were to leave the studio right now and Howard's Stern were to call me and say, "Hey, dude, come You're on the going. show," and it doesn't take away from the talent that I have. That all of a sudden I'm I'm in a different role, I'm R- in a different team. I, That's it, the right. other
0: analogy I was going to make. This is and, my, the, the show's named after me, but if Stern calls me today, see, you, and if, <laughs> I'm going. If,
4: if 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 LeBron, who yesterday was like, "This is sports, of course," you know, there's going to be guys who go to other teams, and if I were an owner, I would want to sign the best guys too. If LeBron's okay with it, I think everybody. Well, LeBron
0: kind of okay. has to be okay with it because people, you know, equate those two things. I think they're different. And he did throw a little shade at Durant yesterday when he said, You know, I had to go down to Miami. We had to build it. We had to bring nine guys in. And there's some truth to that. Apples and oranges, but they're both still fruit. Yeah, they're both. It's, yeah, you put them in the same bushel. You know what I mean? But not necessarily from the same tree. I would totally agree. AVN Superstar. Female Performer of the Year 2017 is on the show next. We do have 311 tickets. Let's pass those out right now. They're playing June 22nd, Hard Rock, Roxino, Northfield Park. We'll take call our 25 one 243 7625 on those and be right back with Adriana Chechik on the program next. 6 9 Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Joining us now, making her second appearance on the Stansbury Show, is Adriana Chechik, AVN superstar, fresh off her AVN award for female performer of the year. She's doing a show tonight at midnight at the Diamond Royal Club and another one tomorrow night at midnight, again, also at the Diamond Royal Club. Adriana, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I appreciate it. Uh, No problem. Uh, You may not remember, but this is actually your second appearance on the program. I had you on once before. I enjoyed you so much. When I heard you were coming back to Canton, I wanted to have you on again. Oh, thank you. My audience is huge fans of you. Actually, the last time you were on the show was one of the most requested things for me to run again on the history of the program. Yes, that's awesome. You're a big hit. You have a few more shows in Canton. You'll be uh, Friday night at midnight, Saturday night at midnight, both at the Diamond Royale. So I wanted to ask you this question: As you're on the road, constantly doing this kind of stuff, what do you do all day until midnight when you go perform? Like, do you, are are you like a traveler? Do you go check the city out? Are you like more like Netflix in the hotel? Like, what's what's on your agenda?
1: So I'm actually right now talking to you from Cedar Point, nice theme park. I I'm actually soaking wet because I decided to do a water ride in a see-through shirt. So it's a very fun experience right now. <laughs>
0: You are an AVN Award winner, Adriana Chechik, so I'm sure being soaking wet is something you're accustomed to. We'll just leave Uh you Very much so. <laughs> you have just won a couple of AVN Awards. You won the best oral sex scene. And mm-hmm. I have to give you credit there, girl, because if you watch your films, you do seem like you're very good at it. <laughs> I
1: definitely prefer it. It's it's uh, I, I prefer it to... Giving rather than receiving. So. Oh my God, that's like every <laughs>
0: man's fantasy answer you just gave them.
1: <laughs> but I also won. I did win the female performer of the year, which is amazing. But um, for the third time in a row, I won the most out scene. So,
0: so female performer of the year—that's fantastic. I mean, there's a ton of women in your industry, so to be the first, the, like be number one—that's fantastic. Congratulations. But how do you go about winning? the most outrageous sex scene in the adult industry, because a lot of the movies are outrageous. Like that's what the whole industry is built on.
1: (laughs) You constantly push the limits. You know, I am, I'm constantly trying to see what my body can do. And I enjoy pushing myself. And I think the dirtier, the more fluids are better. So, I think that's honestly my favorite award to
0: win. You do seem like you're into the extremes. Like if you watch your work, you do definitely seem to like the extreme end of what it is you guys do.
1: Yes, because that's the best part, and and uh, porn is the best outlet to explore yourself. And, and be as crazy as you want because it's a safe environment so
0: I knew very early I wanted to be on the radio like very early in life I knew I wanted to do this When did you figure out that being an adult actress was something you wanted to do
1: um so I was about sixteen and I uh, grew up in foster care, but I knew my mother she was a Tropicana girl oh. back, back in the day when that was a really big deal so I, I always wanted to do something on that level and share my body and then at eighteen, I actually um, was telling people I'm going to be a big porn star. So at 18, that's when I had set the goal in my mind, and within four years of being in the industry, I achieved it.
0: What haven't you done in your career yet that you hope you're going to be able to get to?
1: So I'm actually doing two things this year, two movies that I haven't done, and I can't day
0: because they actually
1: start filming one next week and one a month from now and they're doing i'm doing things i have not
0: done so i can't tell you you just gotta stay tuned for it (laughs) are you currently directing or producing films yourself as well like are you interested in getting behind the camera or do you just enjoy being a performer
1: um i enjoy being a performer i i do um I'm working on a feature, uh, a lesbian feature that I'm writing the script and I'm going to be directing, but it'll be my only directorial debut. I prefer to stay in front of the camera and then, you know, porn is a career for me and I love my job, but eventually I would like to, to go back to school and move on to the next step. So before I turn into a MILF.
0: As we're talking to the AVN winner for Female Performer of the Year for 2017, Adriana Chechik, as she's in town at the Diamond Rail Club, what is the next step after you're done with your adult industry career?
1: So I uh, I did biochem for a few years, so I, oh. I want to go back and uh, probably get my degree for dermatology. Oh, great for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. So especially especially being in the industry with how much you take on your face I've had a struggle with my skin and, and my dermatologist saved my life so I just want to do the same thing and, I, and I'm very interesting to watching things explode <laughs> so it'd be a good job for me
0: <sighs> you have always given me really good answers Adriana I, that's why I love having you on the show I could totally see you hosting like a show for like Playboy TV or something like that
1: I actually, I, I, I have, um, a podcast called Bad Somethings that I'm starting. Oh, nice. So I actually have only filmed one episode, but we're gonna, I'm gonna try and launch it, uh, the beginning of next month, once I have a few more episodes underneath my belt, because I do like interviewing people as well.
0: You know, I always tell people that interviewing people is probably the hardest part of my job because the person being interviewed, like I said, doesn't want to answer the same 10 questions. But if you don't ask them, your audience is like, how could you not ask them that? And, and yet you're, you're hesitant to ask because it's normally what makes people tighten up and not want to give you a good interview. So interviewing people is probably the hardest part of the job. If you can get that down, you'd be an old pro at this for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think, I think another big issue is... Um, you know, comfortability and research. I often find that a lot of people I've been on shows and stuff before where they don't even know how to say my name or haven't researched behind me. So I think that the research behind who you're having on your show or podcast or whatever has gotten lost somewhere along, along the line.
0: As a matter of fact, it happened to me not that long ago. I had Dillian Harper on and mm-hmm. I called her Dylan and she corrected me mid interview and I gave her credit for, it. I said, good for you. I was like, that is, a ve- is a good for you to not be afraid to, to, to like, step up and be like, no, you're, if, if we're going to have this conversation, you're going to know what my name is. And, address me. and I told her, I was like, I, that's, I was very happy with her about that. And actually, I want to talk about her just a little bit, because I asked mm-hmm. her, what's the one thing in the industry you won't do? And she gave me a very surprising answer, Dillian Harper did. As we're talking to Adriana mm-hmm. Chechik, she told me that she will not do interracial movies because she doesn't like the tag interracial. And she feels like that word needs to come out of the industry. What is it that you, Adriana Chechik, think is the biggest thing that needs to change in the porn industry right now?
1: You know, I, I think the industry is, you know, one of the only industries that can carry racism without backlash, um, ironically. Right. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that it needs to be get rid of because it is a niche somebody's always going to want and... and I mean, there are black men who like hearing girls talk about their black right. or um, You're fine. And then there is the same thing for white people, you know, where... So so I, I, I don't think that's something that's ever going to go away or needs to go away. I think the biggest thing that needs to change in the industry would be uneducated women. I think the women getting into the industry really need to have their agents or they need to have a support staff teach them how to... Uh, save their money and, and do their taxes because you see so many girls coming in and leaving with nothing. So if you're going to put your body out there on the line, you better make sure that you, you learn how to pay, pay your stuff to the government and, and save so you have other options and you're not holding on to something that you, know, you're, you, you, can't, you can't keep doing anymore because right. we all have a time limit and an expiration date.
0: Absolutely. Any performer job, you know it's a shelf life. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, so let me ask, I've always been a little curious about that. So like, as you're entering in the adult film world, should you have your agent before you do a scene? Like it's like, should all that be buttoned up even before you go on set or how does that work?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the smartest um, performers and the people who do well. Are the ones who do research you want to make sure you're with a licensed agent right. um and you never want to self-book at first because you want somebody to be the bad person for you you Just don't want no. to have to argue your right. own race because you don't know your worth when you get into the industry because there are so many low-balling companies and then there's so many high-balling companies so you know getting a licensed agent someone who's been in the business is the best best thing to do. And they're they're gonna be on your side to make sure you are doing your taxes and and helping you from spinning out of control because there's there's a high level of the industry where the women are smart and they're educated and it's a career and they're going well. And then there's the lower end of the industry which is completely separate where you have the girls that are doing scenes for six, seven hundred dollars and, and it's not even Scenes and they're not
0: being treated right. So, we're talking to Adriana Chechik, who's in town, she'll do a show this evening, Friday night at midnight at the diamond Royal club. And she'll also do another one for you Saturday night at midnight. Have you ever been on set with a woman doing it like a scene, maybe where you were just looking at the other girl who's newer in the business and thought to yourself, she's never going to make it in this industry.
1: Uh, All the time, all the time. time. Um, Once you get to a certain level in the industry, you start working with only the best performers. Um, But I do see uh, the girls come and go and it's sad, but it's, It's like any other industry, you know? Some people just aren't built for it, and, you know, it's better that they recognize it or they do their four scenes, make some money, and then move on to the next step of their life.
0: Your line of work reminds me of my line of work a lot in the sense that it weeds out who shouldn't be in it. Yeah, Radio makes you prove that you love it makes you, and, and you gotta fight to stick around and I feel like your industry is very similar and so you end up with who should really be doing it. Another question I want to ask you Adriana is I'm sure a lot of guys come up to you and tell you how much they love watching your films and all that stuff. Is it ever troublesome for you to realize that you're talking to somebody who may be a huge fan of you but is never paid to see a piece of your work? Does that bother you? Um, you know what? It doesn't bother me. I, I always ha- I
1: have paid for my, my movies, and, you know, I spend way more than a, a couple hundred dollars a month on my iTunes. Right. It doesn't bother me um, because I don't let it bother me. If you want to steal it or watch it illegally, then, you know, that, that's on you. But I would hope out of respect for me and enjoying my job and respecting the fact that I'm showing you my personal self, at some part along the line that you'll either, you know, donate to my, my wish foundations I support or, you know, buy something when you're in person. Or if, if you're going to watch me illegally, you know, the best way to give back is to come see me feature dancing and, right. and support me there and give me the money there or get a picture with me. So because it's never going to end. You, you, you know, I no. can't you can't be mad over the people that are going to do it especially in the younger generation grew up with it being that
0: way. We're talking to Adriana Chechik. You have a great outlook on all things. You really do. You get <laughs> fantastic answers. Thank you. You're by far my You're by far my favorite girl in the industry to interview. You know what I mean? Uh, um, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. You're beautiful. There's no doubt about it. If you could look like any other girl in the industry, who would it be?
1: Lana Rhodes.
0: <laughs>
1: she is the newest um addition to the industry. She's actually with my Asian. She is a supermodel. She should I mean, she should be in the industry because she loves it and she's a grazing an amazing performer, but she should be in Victoria's Secret, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, she is fantastic. She is a beautiful young woman. I uh, I can appreciate that. As Adriana Chechik will be doing a show for you tonight, later this evening, Friday night at midnight. She'll do another one Saturday night at midnight at the Diamond Royale Club. Adriana, thank you so much for spending some time with us again, and I hope after your two new projects come out and you're allowed to talk about them that you'd come back on the program.
2: Yes,
1: I will give you guys a little sneak. Um, I have a toy coming out at the end of this month nice. with a certain company, so just Stay tuned. Stay tuned. It should be announced on June 22nd, so it's going to be a pretty big deal. I'm excited.
0: We're talking to Adriana Chechik, 2017 AVN Female Performer of the Year, in town tonight, tomorrow night, doing one show each night at midnight at the Diamond Royale Club. Adriana, before I let you go, do you want to pass out your Instagram and Snapchat handle so guys know where to find you? Yes,
1: so they can find me. My Instagram is brattnasty69. Um, My Twitter and all other social media is Adriana Chechik, and I have an onlyfans.com slash Adriana Chechik where you can see my personal scenes and more of my home life.
0: Awesome, Adriana. We're going to send some people to see you tonight at the Diamond Royal Club. Thank you so much for spending some time with me. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for the conversation.
0: Totally my pleasure. We'll talk to you again next time, Adriana. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, guys, make sure you go see her tonight and tomorrow night doing one show each night at the Diamond Royal Club at midnight. We'll be right back. Close out the Stansbury Show for the week next on Rock 1069069. And all I gotta say is it's Friday. And everybody, help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh God. Oh, my night. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. Well, howdy, folks. How the hell y'all doing? Old
2: Catfish Cooley coming into you live, baby. Kick the dust up.
1: You're f***ing your girlfriend in a public restaurant acting like a prostitute. and
4: ah! Let's ah! W-X-Y-N-C. There's a dirty
0: little secret. I've said that if... Melinda Brown Duncan, baby! If so it weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. You gonna die doing this, dumbass s***, yeah. you f***ing fool? Open your
1: mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your your mouth, man I gotta do you like my two-year-old babe I have unicorn crap all in my hair and on my nose I have never been so stressed out in my entire life the president and a small group of people know exactly what he meant and I
0: don't know nothing about it but I learned quick fast and hurt what I got some mighty dog food some kind of <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Night, the little boy is
2: stuck using a pool noodle to find his way around.
1: He's at risk for HIV, hepatitis C, herpes, gonorrhea, chlamydia. Facebook thugging is a crime. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. No, this
2: is What's wrong. It? Oh my God, look at what you did oh. to
1: him. And you know, this is terrible. This is I'm years old. You, you, you no, know, bring and your and I, had your I had to take off my Boot. shoes. Around. I used to be that horse. I'm not. I sincerely apologize. I'm just now seeing the reaction of
3: Clint Parker. working the field. That's part of that.
0: That's- <laughs> Senator. I'm a house.
1: So kiss my black.
0: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. I am very excited to watch real time with Bill Maher later this evening as he's going to address. I hear that whole incident from last week where he used the N word. And I'm surprised the show's on TV at all. So I'm very excited to turn uh, to tune that in later and find find out what the deal with that, that old thing is. Well, as you can hear from the
4: Friday audio reel there, uh, Melinda Brown Duncan does not accept his apology. No, she does not. She is not happy with the art, And as a matter of fact, he can kiss her black ass. So there you go. Night. MBD, not happy with it, baby.
0: I find her answers to be the same every time we <laughs> ask her about anything. <laughs> She repeats herself a lot that Melinda Brown Duncan does. I want to ask you about this before we're done for the all day, right. Fantone. That's JR Smith's tweet. Did you see this after the uh, after the loss in game three? Apparently, from his Twitter account, it said calves in seven. Right. He says he went to the shower and somebody grabbed his phone in the locker room and then tweeted out, A, right. where's the passcode lock on your phone, JR? Like, let's, yeah. let's get that up. Yeah. Second of all, I think taking it down makes you look bad. Yeah, leave it up. I mean, he uh, you buy into
4: it. Who cares? There's dude? nothing wrong with that. Right. You're
0: supposed to think you're going to win. Right. So, yeah, I know, think it makes you look bad to take it down.
4: Starts with one, starts with tonight. I mean, do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. If it happens, I will be the happiest person on the face of the planet. But, like, dude, starts tonight. Um, I've said it uh, time and time. Why not? We win tonight, and why
0: not? I will say why not, and here's why. If the Cavaliers come out tonight and they're dominant, and LeBron all of a sudden starts to look. LeBron's having a really good series. It just doesn't look like it right now because of how the how the Warriors play.
4: I think some people might say he's having a really good career, but you know, whatever. But yes, he's certainly having a great series. Well,
0: we'll wait and see how this whole LeBron James career pans out. Okay. I, you know, all right. it's a little <laughs> early, a
4: little early to call I him mean, good.
0: I actually said that to you earlier uh, this morning during the show, where I said, you know, the thing about LeBron is you watch him and he's so good that he looks like a four year player, right and it's he's a 14 year player right. like that's i mean that's that's a real testament to him but i think if the cavaliers come out tonight and they're dominant and lebron james is like like a freight train tonight i think doubt can creep into the golden state warrior mind
4: I really do. Yeah, of course. And, 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 you know, obviously, I think that it's a long shot, but more than anything, I just don't want to get swept. I don't want the Cavs to get swept, especially on their home floor. I just don't want that to happen. Is one
0: enough for you? Um, it,
4: it definitely it one's enough for me because it's a little bit of it, it. Not enough for me in the sense of as a Cavs fan, am I going to be happy? No, but I'm going to be happy that they were able to kind of turn the screw on, on, the, on the Warriors in the sense of you don't get the perfect post season you don't get that perfect run so like just plain spoiler that would be enough for me
0: tonight yeah that's probably um that's a moral victory right here for us i would agree if they lose tonight and we get swept i am however blaming you okay (laughs) i don't know how much responsibility i'm going to take here but okay no a lot of it all right why maybe all of it why you decided not to go with Cavaliers gear, uh, gear today. You want John Cena gear. I did go John Cena gear you today. Won- you want with the hustle, loyalty, respect shirt, and on the back it says never give up. And never that's why you- That's why you wore it. You're like, you know what? I'm wearing this never give up shirt because you should never give up. Cavs could win. Dude, pull out the Cena towel, wave that boy down,
4: and but never give up.
0: Here's my problem. Okay. That on the back of that shirt where it says never give up, your boy John Cena's got both arms raised in the air, but... He's throwing up the Steph Curry threes with his hands. Is, I, why are you giving Steph Curry credit
4: for inventing that? He didn't invent that. That's not his thing. That's an NBA player thing that's existed forever. John Cena was dude throwing up the threes well before. I'm saying. Well before Steph Curry. I'm did. saying Steph, Steph Curry.
0: Steph Curry's the one that's famous for it right now. Ah, and John Cena did it before him. Yeah, but real Americans didn't know that. He's actually singing that, right? That's Dude, Cena's
4: sing- a rapper, but dude, back when he was the doctor of thugonomics, your boy had bars.
0: Bars. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. The doctor of
4: what? Thugonomics, baby. Come on. Was Sam this Ray, a- don't act like you don't know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> don't pretend I would know such things. Was that, like, a wrestling thing? Yeah,
4: like, that was his whole thing. It, especially, like, early in his career, he came out and rapped. Like, that was his thing. Like, he was a rapper. The Doctor of
0: Thugonomics?
4: Hustle, loyalty, respect, baby. Never give up.
0: Where can I get a Doctor of Thugonomics t-shirt? Did they make those? WWEFanshop.com? Hell yeah, dude. It's not going to be that hard. Vince McMahon will sell it to you right now. Yeah, Vince McMahon would dude they're all in my uh my email inbox trying to get me
4: back as like a member of like the network. Best nine ninety nine you spend every single month of your life. I know a lot of people are like, Oh dude, get a fire stick. Yeah, go ahead and get a fire stick. Cheat over HBO, cheat over, you know, like Cinemax. cheat over the cable company, but pay your goddamn nine ninety nine a month for the WWE network. It's worth it.
0: Literally nothing in this conversation <laughs> was worth it. That's it, we're done for the week. we we'll are back at it live Monday morning, six AM on Rock One oh six nine. You guys have a safe weekend. See you.